Welcome to another episode. I've got with me here Mr. Nordy Nine on, of course, a podcast called Live. Nordy Nine, how are you today? I'm doing all right. The drive back always sucks here, but other than that, it was a pretty good day at the office. Got to leave a little early, but yeah. Yeah, good to hear you knocking out the sales over there in the big Iowa land. Yeah, still kicking ass. Um, trying to sell out our fan appreciation game right now, but um, we hired two more account execs. One's doing all right, kind of picking up on the things, and the other one is pretty old, has no idea what he's doing, didn't really listen to his training, and he got super pissed today. It was kind of funny because he didn't know how to put something in into our ticket system to sell something. Then he got really frustrated and was like, can you guys help me? We were on our lunch break at the time and um, he like finished the phone call with the guy and the guy called back. Um, but it like rings. Uh-huh. Since we have four people, it just picks one of our phones automatically. I went to my coworker, Trent. The guy asked for Steve. Trent tried transferring it to Steve. And Steve was like, you talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. And Trent was like, he's your customer. He's asking for you. So it was pretty funny because he absolutely had no idea what he was doing. And he got super mad. And yeah. Hey, it pays to listen to your videos. When people are training you, they actually send you stuff. That means something. Yeah, no, it, we have uh, the head guy of, like, sales in the league who helps out with all the teams coming in Monday, and it's going to be pretty interesting because he has to do a role play, like, call with the guy in front of all of us, and since Trent and I did it last week, and he's actually going to be in person at our office instead of over Zoom, so... We'll see how that goes, but it's probably going to go pretty bad. That just sounds straight up entertaining. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to bite my tongue that. I tried to laugh because he is not good. Just something else, eh? Yeah. Hmm. So, um, let's say, break us down a typical day for you as a salesman. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, varies on the day. We're told to reach out to 70. Like, new people are follow-up with 70 people a day. So I try to knock out calls right away. Try to do 30 a day or more right away in the morning because those suck. And then rest of the day is emails and, like, visiting people if I have meetings or other stuff like that. Um, I normally get done super early in the afternoon, too, so I kind of just think around a little bit and look up uh, social media on my phone or like I'll pull up YouTube TV if the early sports game is on and just chill for the rest of the day because my boss is in my office and our president is an office down so they never really come in and when they do I can hear their footsteps and just 
Change. Change. <laughs> Spreadsheet. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's pretty funny because they like they just look at the we have a sales tracking spreadsheet and that's how like they tell if we do it or work or not. And they just look at it in the morning each day, like to see who we're reaching out to um in a specific day and then they're like, All right, you have seventy, you're good. Like, trust you. <laughs> good job, you did your yeah, job. Yeah, our president is still kind of mean guy and we still have to go through him for like PTOs and he wasn't gonna give uh my boss uh today off unless she like sent out the season ticket renewal stuff early even though she like doesn't talk work it's stupid. Interesting. But yeah. He's really stupid about it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I told you that story, right? Uh, yeah. about my two coworkers like going to Indy. No, oh, I swear I did. So the reason why he has like a stick up his ass, sorry. Um, I don't, I don't know. So our like with our old president, our old ownership, whatever, we were always told, go through your boss and everything. Our director of game hops, and my coworker, who's in sales, had this in their calendar for like weeks. Like they knew they were going to. Indeed, they like to go to one far game a year just to see how a different team runs it and compare it. Um, our team president, well, Jarrett and Trent were buying the hotel the night before just because it's small town Indeed. It's not going to sell out down there, whatever. And our president overhears them and he's like, who signed off on that? Like, blah, blah, blah. And. Jarrett was like, I've had this on my calendar for weeks, and with Trent, like, do you want me to go through Aaron, who's our VP director of um, communications, um, for her exact title, she does a ton, and our president was like, no, that's fine. The next day, so he's also going to Indy, our president, Yeah, and obviously he can do whatever he wants, he's the head of the team right now, besides the owner. So he, excuse me, was planning to leave at 10 in the morning. At 9.55, he sends an email to the front office staff. Hey, um, from now on, you guys need to go through me to get PTO. Um, I need to sign off on it. And I'm going to say no or yes, depending on your performance, what needs to be done during the week, and how much work you put in. And um, I'm going to determine if I say yes or no based on that. So pretty much he told uh, Jarrett and Trent, like, they aren't going to go unless they reach out to him and blah, blah, blah. So the whole day they were like, what the hell are we going to do? This is totally unfair. My boss, Molly, calls our president. And I I swear it was like a four-hour call on, like, how... It was unfair, like, blah, blah, blah. What? Yeah, just yelling back and forth. She she was bawling. She was out in the parking lot. Um, And I think she got, like, her ass chewed, even though she wasn't the one taking PTO or trying to get the days off. But our president was like, Trent needs to add 70 more contacts to the list. I'll sign it off. And I don't know what Jared needs to do, but it sounds like, 
Jared doesn't really have a boss besides our president, really, since he's under his own department or like game ops. And so he he was debating back and forth. He already bought the hotel. Sounded like uh Trent at the end of, like Molly got finally got off the phone at like four fifty, ten minutes before she leaves of uh, like just for the end of the day. Obviously crying. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole stressful situation for her. She leaves the office. No no words like spoken. Like you could just tell she was totally upset. Um text Trent, you got the day off. <laughs> so like just didn't say anything you could tell like she was just sh- <laughs> shocked from everything and like i i'm we're sitting there at 5 30 in the office like i'm trying to like help trent and jared like decide what to do we were weighing the pros and cons and uh they decided to go since they bought the hotel and like molly told them they got the day off um Aaron, Aaron, our VP, was like, you guys do what you want. Like, I I also went home, but um, I don't think he knew that because, like, when they when he got back from the weekend trip and they did that Monday, they got their ass chewed out. Jeez. You know, like, I could hear him screaming at both of them in our, in our office since our wall, like, separates us. But, yeah, it, it was not good. I think... Our president was pretty mad at how he handled it, and like just tensions were high. And and I low-key still think he's still mad at how he handled it. Our our employee handbook just needs to be rewritten. Clearly, well, because he fired our old VP for stealing money, and our old VP. <laughs> Not good. No, that that's a whole another story. Our VP, um. Like, wrote the handbook because she was there since the team started. And our president didn't like her. So, she, he, uh, is writing the whole handbook by like hand and it's, it's still not done. So, I hope that changes because I am, I have two weddings in October that are back to back weeks, two weeks before the season would start. I'm a part of. And if he says no, I'm gonna. Like, get in this phase about it and not be happy. Yeah. I mean, this sounds ridiculous. This sounds like something out of The Office. Mm. Like, well, I called my, I called my mom. Yeah. And he, she was like, she, she's like way up in Avera here in town. CFO. So she like saw the president's side and I'm like, okay, uh, you're not listening to me, mom. (laughs) He's like, you're not going to like what you had to say. And I, I didn't, but. I did, and then I called my dad about it, and he's like, your president's a dick. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see how next year goes, because I just re-signed my lease before coming, and um, I'll probably look in the off-season in some places, see if I sub-lease, but I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. Dude, that sounds toxic, man. Like, you have to follow these set of rules, but they're not written yet, you know? Yeah. Well, he he also came into the job, like, thinking, like, there's no reason, like, our every single game should be sold out. 
and like on a Wednesday, that's just not gonna happen. Yeah, it's like, like what, what's we're, the reason? We're in we're in Iowa. People don't know what hockey is in Iowa, and it, it's a Wednesday. Nobody wants to go out on a freaking Wednesday. Sure. Um. Yeah, that's a whole other story. And then he had the meeting with the sales guy who's coming on Monday, and like the owner of the league or the the commissioner of the league. And he got some humble pie on, was like, there's no way you're going to sell out every game. And you should <laughs> stick to maybe two, three games like, yeah. a year to try to nail the biggest crowd sellouts. And uh, he, he says he doesn't have a big ego, but he totally does. And like he, he used to work at University of Iowa in their sports department, like broke a ton of records and the ton of stuff there um that was like the first in sports blah blah, blah big 10 and he, he just has that in his mind like if i did that i can do a bunch of shit here and he told us he would listen to us when we told him like stuff doesn't work and blah, blah, blah and he doesn't <laughs> so he's kind of kind of hypocritical here yeah i hypocritical bipolar on some things like I, I think he likes me because I brought in, like, the biggest groups all year, but, like, I really talked to him, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Still feeling the water, testing a little. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, obviously, like, getting laid off is still in my mind from last year, and I don't want to get fired. And, like, if I do, it's not the worst case, but, like, if I do, there's also sucks. some people, like, before me that I would hardly argue with him that should go before me, but yeah, and that also sucks. Yeah. Bummer, dude. Well, glad work's going well for you. It is. I'm, <laughs> I'm still kicking butt. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. Biggest groups. Atta boy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as a part of this show, obviously we talk about life, and right now, life's going pretty good for Nordy. Love to hear it. Uh, I'm still hanging in there at the old hospital. I talk to old people, young people, any people. Give them a nice little ride on a bed, a wheelchair. Um, I'll put them on the, my back if I have to, and, you know, carry them around. Yeah, carry them on your back. <laughs> it's awesome just to to hear different people from different stories, from different places, different things, you know, and just hear them talk about where they're from. So that's the first thing you ask them is, hey, are you from around here? You know, get the conversation mm-hmm. started. You talk to people like, hey, what are your hobbies? Lots of people love to hunt, fish, play golf. And of course, they always got to ask you, hey man, you work in a hospital. It's a maze, right? Do you get your steps in? You know, oh it's gosh. like the same conversation every time. If you don't hit your steps as a nurse or... um whatever you do like how Twenty thousand, baby yeah. easy avera is like it's only four or five stories or but no probably way more than that yeah it's but same. like still like when my mom was when her office was at the like actual hospital i, I get lost every single time if i had to go there hey i'll show like, you around nordy yeah well she works at vera not sanford <laughs> i know like we well where go in the elevator down this hall um through like a bunch of rooms where patients would go and then the door to a staircase up 
another door to a staircase, go out of it, and then there's these two doors, and it was off to the huge office off to the, <laughs> to the right in the room. <laughs> it was so confusing. Sometimes when I get bored, I play a little game where I take a wrong turn and then see if they notice. <laughs> they don't. They're just like, oh, yep. They're like, okay. I'll be like, oh, we got to take a different elevator. They'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and be like, oh, it's the biggest fish you caught. Oh, I caught like a 12-pound walleye. I'm like, dang, dude, that's pretty cool. You got any pictures? And they'll like try to like find their phone or whatever. It's like, nice. Sweet, dude. Yeah, a bunch of people have caught paddlefish, although I'm pretty sure it's illegal to keep them. But I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Paddlefish is a massive fish. Huge. Ginormous. It's basically one of the biggest fish that you can catch in the Missouri River. Hmm. And I'm fairly certain it's illegal to keep it and eat it. But I've had numerous people be like, hey, bro, I've eaten it. And I'm like, well, you're pretty old. Maybe the rules didn't apply then, you know? But of course, we're one Google search away. We'll get right on that. But another oh, kind of... I've seen those before. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure in South Dakota it's illegal to keep it or eat it. I'm pretty sure they're endangered, honestly. But anyway, looks like it. He said, well, "Looks well, like well, it." Doesn't surprise me. They're like old as hell. Yeah, they're fish. They've been around a while. I'm also here, so I you know we've talked a little bit about life. We've talked a little about this, a little about that. So the main thing today is to talk about a few short stories that I found on the interweb, as well as with nostalgia. You know, flow the breeze a bit. Nordy wants to talk about sports of our past. So let's get right down to it. Here we go. First story, Nordy. Let's see how you react. These are some LOL stories. Get ready for a hurricane of laughter. Funny short stories. First one is this. Now that's what I call stupid. Oh my. What a statement. All right. I'm going to do a no laugh challenge. All right. Do not laugh. In my junior year of high school, this guy asked me on a date. He rented a Redbox movie and made a pizza. We were both watching the movie and the oven beeped so the pizza was done. He looked at me dead in the eye and said, this is the worst part. I then watched this boy open the oven, hold a pizza out with his bare hands, rack and all, screaming at the top of his lungs. We never had a second date. <laughs> 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 what? Yeah, that, okay, that lasted 30 seconds for you, Nordy, but good lord. This is <laughs> dead in the eyes. This is the worst part. How do you... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you living by yourself and not know that there's a thing called oven mitts? It's not even by himself. It's junior year of high school. He had to be living with his no, parents. Then... How do they not know for oven mitts? Or I don't how know, do, a How do they not like, look at their hands? At his hands, too, because they're just so like burned if, over. If you go grab that, how are your Dude, he's got blisters? scar tissue. Yeah. He literally has scar tissue on his hands. What? Oh, my gosh. Why didn't they have a second date? That, that's messed up. They would just judge somebody because they don't know to put, I don't know, at least winter gloves on your hands when you're about to grab it. I don't even think that would really help. Well, I would try something instead of my bare hands. Has to be a towel. At least a towel? Come on. That's not fair. She didn't even tell him. She's the villain here. That's on her. All right. Story number two. 
The fake report card. I failed the first quarter of a class in middle school, so I made a fake report card. I did this every quarter that year. I forgot that they mail home the end of the year report cards, and my mom got it before I could intercept it with my fake. She was PO'd at the school for their error. The teacher also retired that year and had already thrown out his records, so they had to take my mom's proof, quote unquote, the fake ones I made throughout the year, and correct the mistake. I never told her the truth. Wow. So you're waiting through high school? No, middle or, uh, school. Middle? Congrats. Congrats oh on gosh. being that yeah. devious and your mother actually believes you. I guess if you repeat, you don't you really need a repeat grade in elementary. Not really. Well, this is middle school. You're getting, you're out of elementary. But still. So element. Uh, do you remember anything from middle school? I remember like all the, a couple projects. Okay. And like movies and stuff we would watch. I want to say I made a volcano. But other than that, I made a volcano in elementary six grade. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, well, that's all I got. Was like six, yeah, six, kindergarten through sixth grade. Okay. For me, oh, and then middle school was like seventh through eighth. Really, for us, mm -hmm. middle school is fifth through eighth. Still, <laughs> I don't remember a single thing. Do I even need to go to school? I'll just start my kids in high school. There we go. Have you ever faked anything for your mom? Like a fake, like, I don't know, change the grade on a paper or something like that? Mm. Yeah, I, I... I've only... I I had good grades growing up, and I think I only, like, failed on two papers. Like, the, the first one I brought home, and she looked at it, she was pissed and was like, did you follow instructions and i was like i thought so but and then the second one I was like hey you have a name in the class anyways like whatever whatever <laughs> and it wasn't a big percentage either of the sure. grade so i th i think it moved like from an a plus to just an a i was like that's point one or point two and oh no <laughs> dang it yeah. like, oh shoot <laughs> darn it that's funny. I did not have the handwriting to fake anything, so that's on me. Oh, no. I got to get my penmanship up. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's skip that one. Here we go. How to win at video games. You better take notes on this one. All right. I'm already good at it. I'm already good at video games. So when I was little, I would go to Nickelodeon.com all the time. They have this game similar to Club Penguin, except it's called Nickeltropolis. Mm. And if you forgot your password, a security question you could choose was, what is your eye color? And if you got it right, it'd tell you your password. So I would go to popular locations in Nickeltropolis and write down random usernames who were also in these areas. And I would log out and type in the username as if they were my own and see which of these usernames had a security question set to what is your eye color. Which was most of them since it was easy and we were all kids. I would try either brown, blue, green, and always get in, and I would go to their house and send all of their furniture and decorations to my own account. And if they didn't want it, and if I didn't want it, I could sell it for money. Wow. First of all, <laughs> that's a lot of effort. Would you even consider 
putting forth that much time for any, no. I'm saying any video game to give no. yourself. The only more. video games I paid money for is Fortnite when it came out, like for V-Bucks. And then I had Club Penguin, like the, oh, what's it called? Like the membership. Yeah. Where you could get as many puffles as you want, different houses and any clothes that you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing I like begged my parents for when I was super young was like club payment membership. Nice. Gosh, I remember like the, the stick man where you had to like jump over everything. Like you had to jump over like a uh um I wanna say it was like a truck. And then you keep going past all these obstacles to get to the end of the level. That was like the big rave. That and Return Man, when it was like Devin Hester, and you had to go like back and forth. Yep, I, yeah. I remember that game. Return Man 2 as Fancy well. Fancy Pants was a big one I liked. Pop Tropica. Pop Tropica was huge in like fourth grade. I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I wouldn't really say Club Penguin, but. You can, like, play with your friends and play through missions. Like, there's different islands and different story modes that take forever to complete, and you can, like, save your progress, blah, blah, Nice. Nice. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll do the last one here. Oh, actually, we might have to. We'll have two more, two more, two more. Drama at my drama class. One time, my drama class's teacher had gone home sick. So we just put in a classroom with a movie to entertain us for the period. When an alarm went off, none of us were sure if it was the fire alarm or the lockdown alarm. So we all head into the hall to check and no one's out there. So we head back in, climb under our desk as a lockdown procedure. Cut to an hour or so later when a teacher bursts in and nearly dies of relief because the school is on fire and we're the only students not accounted for Half the faculty and fire department had been searching for us for ages. Literally, the whole school was filled with smoke, but we were kept super safe under our wooden desks. Jesus. My goodness. What does that even mean? How? Also, how do you get that mixed up? Do they not have fire alarms? Like that? For, for us, if we, if we had to lock down the principal or someone in the office would be like we are on lockdown now like teachers like prepare your students sure and obviously if it was a fire drill or fire alarm it's the alarm our fire alarms like they say fire alarm in red and then there's a white light that's blinking blinking, yeah blinking, yeah and so you know it's fire our, our, our said fire too yeah like it was the three alarms and then it was like fire fire yeah fire, fire. Fuck, it's really annoying. It's like, what? what is this, like the 1960s? Yeah. I wish they showed us, like, dates and times. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> and the thing is, the school's on fire. There's a bunch of smoke, and they don't see that. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> they're low to the ground, I guess. Which is fair. Yeah. No, uh, it was one day we had, we went into lockdown at uh, the junior high and high school. And, um... In eighth grade, it was weird. So, like, after your seventh period, for your eighth period class, you would go to practice so you could go home early. Or you'd have, like, practice from, like, 2.30 to 4 o'clock just to make it easier for parents. 
to come pick up or like just wait a few minutes to get off work and stuff. And um, there was a shooting at Crosscutters. What? Yeah, you so by original Pancake House and Pizza Ranch, right, right by there, there was a shooting, and the guy like uh killed himself like horrible situation but um the junior high and high school went into lockdown we were on the practice field having practice yeah while all this was going on yeah and we hear the alarm someone's like what the hell is going on and our coaches are like keep practicing (laughs) and then we get up there and obviously like we had to called up somebody like called the cops or something and was like hey is that situation like fine and like an hour later right when we were getting done with practice they let everyone else out <laughs> we were like oh my god like, yeah dude we're just practicing mm-hmm. no big deal classic coach oh yeah don't worry about it tornado hurricane keep practicing you're yeah. right rub yeah. some dirt in it walk it eighth, eighth grade yeah eighth grade football means everything You'll be fine by this moment. Were you defined by that moment, Corey? I don't know. I probably had a few pancakes because our B team was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This one's labeled, The Day My Teacher Stole My Headphones. During my sophomore year of high school, we were doing silent work, and my history teacher said we could listen to music. But if it was too loud, he would break our headphones quote unquote so i'm doing my work quietly with my music on and this obnoxious kid sitting next to me had his music really loud i could hear it over my music but i ignored it my teacher thought it was me so he comes up behind me and ripped my brand new iphone or iphone brand new apple headphones looking ruthless he suddenly realizes the guy next to me and he was completely embarrassed He came in the next day with a new pair and an apology note taped to them. He couldn't look me in the eye for the rest of the year. Wow. Yeah, that's, oh my God. If my teacher did something like that, they better pay for it. What? I'm just so confused. Also, the audacity for, like, someone to do that, too. Like, I couldn't even imagine a teacher actually, like, breaking oh, my, your headphones. My parents would, like, call the school. and Yeah. My mom was on the high school, like, school board, too. And oh, if someone did that. You got to be ruthless. You're, you're I mean, fired. You're, you're, you're damaging property. Mm-hmm. Like, a student cannot damage school property. Why could a teacher damage personal property? Mm-hmm. Like, I get taking stuff away. Like, that's perfectly acceptable. But, like, you can't break it. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> O'Gorman had a rule, like, if you had your phone, they could take it, and you had to pay $20 or wait a week. Really? To get it back for free. Wow. My uh, my buddy got his phone taken away. Um, But he had, like, a good reason he was on it, because he was texting our baseball coach to see if he was starting that JV or varsity that night. And he... uh. Got caught, got taken away, and I was like, dude, just have your parents, like, come in, and like, after school, and or you. Yeah. And my mom's on the school board, like, she she said that would work. <laughs> she knows. Uh, yep. 
Next thing you know, his mom comes in, chews a little butt, and has his phone at the game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god. But oh, it, it's just stupid now. There was some insane rules that I probably can't even think of now that were just insane. I'm going. The only um, is there's two incidents I can really remember. Uh, I, they were from middle school. I know. Um, one was a teacher would keep tennis balls in his desk, and if somebody wasn't paying attention, he would just throw it as hard as he could at him, and just like you know, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> My math teacher had a bat. A bat? Yeah. A baseball bat? Like a baseball bat. Was it but wood or metal? It was. It was one of those like plastic, like kid ones. Oh, okay. kind of. Um, but he wouldn't use it like for that. If someone um got the hiccups, he'd start roaming the room. And like still teaching, so everyone's sure. like paying attention, looking at their books, and then he'd stop and slam the person's desk who had the hiccups, <laughs> and it scared the shit out of everyone. Yeah, it, it, it worked. Yeah, but everyone was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what?" That was never the first, the first time he did it. It was the person in front of me, and I'm, I, I'm like good at math, but like also like I need to pay attention to still like get the lessons otherwise i would struggle and i'm just sitting there boom <laughs> and of course he's laughing his ass off and the girl probably is like almost in tears it's like did it work and she goes yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> dang it um now i'm trying to think also uh there's a math teacher he like threw a desk Straight up, picked up a desk and just threw it because he was so angry with the kid. I don't know if they were like being incredibly disrespectful, which is probably true mm. or whatever it was. And there's allegations swirling that, you know, he was going to get fired or something like that. He taught for six more years. Not a big deal. I mean, you know, back then, you know, it's like, gosh, it's like the worst thing in the world for a teacher to blow up on you, you know, so unprofessional. But then like now, as you get older, you're kind of like, dude. Kids are kind of they kind yeah. of little poopies, little poopy heads. <laughs> we we say the most like out of pocket things is children, and they, you know they still do it. It's just like some of my you should say that. Oh my god! When we were in middle school, some of my classmates were yeah complete asses. There was a I I never really talked and I paid attention in school. Like I talked to my friends obviously, but I give. There was a teacher talking, never. We had a sub one day, and <laughs> friend uh, Michael, the uh, sub is like, okay, guys, like you need to do this and this. It only takes 20 minutes, and then um, you guys can do whatever for the rest of the class. Nicest sub ever. Like, super quiet, super sweet voice, like just old lady. <laughs> and he goes, no, we're not going to do that. And, like, everybody's like, starts talking over her, like, just not paying attention. She goes to the principal office, bawling. And our principal is this bald, buff dude. Comes in, and he's like, just learned a couple new words that day. Yikes. You guys are fucking disgrace to the school. Like, I know some of you, like, aren't doing it. He points me out, like, Chase, like, don't listen to this. I know, like, you... you like he he actually pointed me out and I'm like, oh my like don't do that. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> Try not to speak right now. Yeah, and 
obviously like the sub gave her gave him names and he's like you michael like get out of here like for the day like i'll, I'll think about if you're suspended or allowed back at the school and like oh my it was so bad like he forced like seven people to leave and iss and oss and it was bad golly but come on a sweet old lady yep kids no. are ruthless man especially teenagers yeah mm -hmm. yeah young children turning into teens yeah no nightmare my, my cousin was the nicest like toddler kid growing up and she's uh eighth grader right now and just like some of the comments she makes to her 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 mom and I'm like, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, she's laughing, and I'm like, dude, you gotta chill. <laughs> her, her dad is a big dude. Yeah. And I'm like, you're you're lucky you're a woman because <laughs> if you were if you were a boy saying that to your mom, that's a like, you know, there's debates about spankings and stuff, and like, but I I would got belt to the butt or slap in the face <laughs> you know what's all right that's, that's crazy kind of crazy kevin james he, or kevin james what's his name yeah kevin 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 james. no no no. it's the the guy who plays uh, paul blart it's like yeah, kevin james. James. yeah okay so he came out with a special on prime and he's actually a pretty decent comedian he i is. had no idea he yeah. was i had no idea i didn't even know he did stand up um so he had a special or one of his segments was on the belt Mm. and that's all i've seen this yeah I've yeah this. he's just like dude he's like nowadays like kids don't even have a timeout. they just have their dad like rub their backs and mm. comfort them if they did something wrong until they feel like they didn't do anything wrong he's like what and he's like back in my day it'd be a <laughs> that's the belt oh wait talking off to mom hey why is her meatloaf so bad dad why are you getting undressed whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Like he's like, boy, if, if we had brought the belt back, there would be no more problems. Attitude and <laughs> entitlement? No. <laughs> I don't know. A debate for whoever wants it, but I just think it's really funny. Because they're just too smart nowadays where that's like an actual thing they can use that they call child security. Yeah, that's fair. There is, you know, actual cases. I don't know. I just feel like Honestly, technology has kind of evolved with kids. I mean, they're growing up with a literal, like, information at their palm of their hands. My kids will not have a phone until seventh grade. I, I feel like you don't really need one until you drive. Like, you can use a computer at home. You know, you can be, you know, moderation, stuff like that. You don't need to. Well, they don't even make, like, iPods anymore. That's crazy. Or, like, just an MP3 player. Yeah. My kid will not be an iPad kid. Yeah, just... I swear to God. You can find something to do. I like, go watch cartoons and run around outside. Yeah. I would spend hours playing in the dirt. Like, just get me a Tonka truck. Dude, I was there for hours, sometimes days. Mom would just throw me out in the yard. I'd just be, you know, scooping a pile, getting a big old dirt, trying to build my own little quarry, you know. Mom's just like, oh, okay, you've been out for six hours. Keep it up, buddy. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, you're so dirty. Everyday clothes. <laughs> Safe. Got him. Oh, oh, he pulled his foot. Speaking of oh, baseball, yeah. Nordy, 
Here's a segment we talk about sports stories. Back from the gray, nostalgia, fabricated, faith, myth, legend. What do you got for us? Should I bring back the way we got to state my June sophomore junior year? I'm gonna go with from the, yes <laughs> for the summer boys ink, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lay it uh, on us. So we're glass of water. Do you want any? Uh, sure. Actually, please. So we're playing Aberdeen. And in the regional championship, Aberdeen was horrible, uh, to be honest. But uh, some somehow they made a run. Uh, they had two good pitchers, and I guess they pitched out their minds the first two games. Uh, so we're game goes along, um, and we're we're kicking the crap out of them. And uh, mercy rule is fifteen runs after three innings, right? So it's uh we have fifteen. Already in the bottom of the second, they get the third out. Top top third comes. Their leadoff guy, who's their fastest guy, gets on because we walk him. <laughs> oh, uh, I laugh every time I think about this. And he steals. Safe, fast. They made play. Could have gone either way. Whatever. And. Um, <laughs> Our coach whispers to me in the dugout and everyone else. They still think a chance. Watch this next inning. No, I'll get to what happens um, later. Um, get the first out, Popeye. I think uh, guy gets a hit next. Guy scores. Guy in first. We turn a double play to end the inning. So we need one run in the bottom of the, bottom of the third to. To go to state and win. Um, our fastest guy, fastest kid I've ever seen, tiny like five, six dude cross country track star that holds like every record in our high school still. And um, for every event he did in those uh, competitions. And he, he gets on, rips a single down the line. And uh, we steal him. <laughs> to obviously try to win faster. And um, he makes it there. I think it was a ball in the dirt. <laughs> and the Aberdeen coach is like, what the hell, Zach? Really? Who's our coach? And he's like, you guys still think we have a chance? I'm going to end it right now. <laughs> and um, there's a dad um, talking to the coaches and like cussing out our coach who has sunglasses on. And one of our players on the bench who's about, who's just watching the game, he's playing outfield during the game, yells, who lit sunglasses, dad? And, oh my, like, everybody's yelling at each other. Like, it got silent for a sec. The dad looks over and he's like, what the hell did you say to me, kid? Like, every, everybody's yelling. Like, and the umpires are like, He's like, cool it, like, or we're going to call it, and like, right now. Next pitch, we have a 200, like, 75 pound Jack guy who played a college football lineman at Northwestern. <laughs> Throws behind him. Like, our guy ducks out of the way. Our, our guy doesn't, our guy still third. <laughs> and, um, of course, like throwing behind him stirs up like even more. Next pitch hits him. 
and this his name's Josh. Huge. He just laughs and walks like, like he he would have kicked the kids, but if he charged, but obviously like state, you would get suspended for I think two games. So that's the smart play there. Yeah. Just laughs and he's like, oh my god, and then next guy gets a hit, and we win. <laughs> that's how we go to state. And we didn't even shake hands after the game because tensions were high. And, like, oh, my God, like leaving that parking lot, dude, too. Like, I, I was getting yelled at at parents. And I was like, I didn't even say anything. I didn't even play because I was young. Uh, I was a sophomore, like, playing up um, with them at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Like, just baseball memories in general. I have so many that. He's just like, can't believe we did that. Like, what the hell are we doing? Winning state was fun. I was the winning run um, for that game. Hit a double. Like, biggest smile I ever had, apparently, to my parents and family that went. And then uh, the weirdest thing we did, or, like, the stupidest thing we did was Somebody on my team my senior year found, like, these Ouija board ghost videos. Oh, no. <laughs> and in state, senior year in Rapid City, we stayed at the military base with a bunch of other teams. <laughs> and there was this break room, and we did the Ouija board. I was not part of it because, honestly, that shit scares me. I don't believe in that stuff, but for some reason, it scares the shit out of me. They're in the middle of doing one. Like, I can hear them, like, laughing and be like, oh, shit, because, like, apparently, like, the stuff moves. If, I don't know. Um, And I hear one of them yell, if you're real, show us, like, that you're here. The lights go out. Oh. The lights go out. And everybody's like... <laughs> and then, of course, a couple of us are in our room playing an Xbox, and we're like, what the... <laughs> like we're we're like laughing nervously and like everybody's like um well do we say goodbye and we're, everybody's like yes and that's how you like end the Ouija board like you have to say goodbye and then the slides blah 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 but oh my god that was the stupidest thing like my teammates ever done and I think five minutes later the power came back on but oh my god that was. Insane. I was so scared to stay there. Like it, it was so bad when we checked in. Our like, just the situation of like the rooms. Like it was, I think six bunk beds in a, a room, and we split two. Our coaches went to buy a hotel without us, and like the players. No, like, yeah. they said screw you guys because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they get reimbursed for that stuff. Yeah, dang. Yep. What the heck? Yeah, there's... What about you? You got any stupid, funny memories? Well, I do have one that's pretty uh, crazy. So, um, I played for Wagner, but uh, my last year of high school, I played for Parkston, or like kind of cross-town rivals, but mm -hmm. our friendly rivals, you know. I did not want to play for Tabor, who were the guys that we really, really did not like. 
So I'm playing for Parkston, and it's a Parkston versus Tabor matchup. And um, it starts out fireworks. Like, we have both pretty good offenses, one through nine. Everybody can hit. Same for them. And it starts out a 6-0 ball game and top of the first. Now it's the bottom of the first. They score three. Now it's the top of the second. We don't score bottom of the second. They have the bases juiced, and it's a 6-3 game. Bases juiced, and there are there is, I want to say, one out. And the kid hits a line drive at our shortstop. Remember, bases juiced, mm-hmm. line drive at the shortstop. The guy on second, he stands in front of our shortstop until the last second, and then he goes, right? And then, the, obviously, the guy mishandles the ball. The ball is coming right at him. He misses it. It goes to the outfield. Base is clearing double. It's 6-6. Six, six. Guy on second with one out. But he's called out. The runner is mm. called out. And, in fact, they say that it probably would have been mm. a double play. So it's 6-3, to three and we're going back to our wow. dugout. You want to know why he called that? So Did in the rules, the... nope, nope, no obstruction. In the rules, you can stay in front of a fielder as a runner if it's a ground ball. But if it's a line drive, you cannot stay in front of the runner. Because, you know, like, that's just, I guess I would say a savvy baseball player would do that. I guess, like a prob- that's probably more safety. Yes, correct. So this guy, you could say in front of somebody the ground ball, just to like, you know, confuse them or make them like, oh, no, you know, I didn't see the ball. Kind of blind them, right? But if it's for a line drive, yeah, exactly. Somebody could get hurt. And this is, um, it's American Legion. So, you know, yeah. you're not. You're not a professional. You're yeah. not an amateur. We are grown men just, you know, goofing around. That's probably a rule in major leagues, too. I've it it very well could be. I, I don't know. I just know that that's the rule there. Well, then guess what happened? Mayhem. Chaos. So they find out it's a double play. Their coach is just going crazy. Like, I mean, he is dropping F-bombs, whatever bombs we're talking like humanitarians would be ashamed right Mm. if a nun was there she would be blushing so he's going crazy you know what's even worse his wife in the stands is calling this umpire women genitalia his wife (laughs) and their entire fan section is joining in just telling how this guy should basically kill himself and stuff like that right and guess what this is a regular season game it doesn't matter like each person is still going to get invited to the the tournament for a chance to go to state. Every person is. The only thing that matters about this game is maybe seating. Mm-hmm. But like this is a game in the middle of the summer where like we still don't know who's at the top and who's at the bottom, right? Like it's kind of you're still jockeying for position. One game is not going to kill you. But they're going crazy. And keep in mind, it's the second inning. No, it's the third inning, second, third, whatever. Either way, it's the beginning of the game. There's a lot of game left. We're only up three runs. Mm. And these parents, they're coming down from the stands to the fence just to get closer to him to yell at him. You know what the umpire does? Leaves. Oh, well, kind of. He looks at him and goes, you're all out of here. He threw out their entire their <laughs> entire fan section is thrown out of the game. And that means none of these kids have a ride home. Right? And... Uh, I mean, keep in mind, this is anywhere from 16 to 18-year-olds, so obviously most of them drove there, some road, whatever, you know, carpool, mm-hmm. you will. But all of their parents are thrown out of the game, and their coach, all of them. 
That's funny. And you know what? The umpire says after that, all right, game's canceled. I fear for my life. Yeah. So he said, you guys so win. So he kicked them out. Yep. And he then... says, I fear for my life. You guys win. You guys lose. Because you're ahead and you're behind. And he says, read a rule book. And he got in his car, took his game check, and he left. <laughs> Insane. Did he ump another game? Oh, yeah. That season? Yeah. He <laughs> did, actually. Which uh, brings up another tale. So we had a hothead on our team that year. He played left field. He would just say whatever's on his mind. He was a pretty big guy. He was really good at basketball. Pretty good at baseball, too. And he would just say whatever's on his mind. No filter. And in fact, I almost got in a brawl with him when I played for Wagner. For no reason other than, you know, pride. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you say things in the heat of the moment. It's, it's a baseball game. You're, you're elevated as an athlete. And, you know, it's high school, so you don't exactly have control of your emotions. You know, that's the best of your ability. So he is going on and on about like the strike zone, like all game, you know, just little comments here and there, right? Just a little like, hey man, I don't know about that, you know, or like, hey dude, might have been a little outside, whatever, you know, just a little, little bit here and there. Or from the dugout, he'll be on like, not even close, you know, and you know it's him. Everybody knows it. Anyway, he goes up to the plate. He gets struck out on a called third strike which is borderline it could have gone either way like honestly like it's not a bad call not a great call and he, but you have to keep in mind this very important detail we are playing a double header it's the last game of the double header and we have exactly nine guys okay it is we place i think i want to say that back then we played seven innings and we were in the fourth inning of the second yep. double header yep. seven innings for yep. American Legion. yep and um, he draws a line in the sand. You're out of here. Right? So we had to hold it down with two outfielders for three innings. And we were up by two. It was eight to six. Dude got tossed. He's out of the game. He's upset with himself. The team's more upset with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he left us hanging. Why couldn't you have waited for the ninth inning, you know, like or the seventh? Come on, man. And, uh, yeah, guess what happened? We fielded, I want to say, four or five fly balls between the two of us, and we won the game. I think we won like <laughs> nine to six. That's <laughs> And that was the same year. I was like, bro, come on, man. And on top of that, that was the best year I could have gone to state. We went 24, I want to say, in six. Best team I've been on mm. by far. Great year. And we went to Platt. And we played Platt, and uh, that was the kind of the region thing where you, um, you know, play to get to state. And basically, you have to win three games. If you go 3-0, you're in. Um, we won our first game and our second game. Ironically, we beat the Tabor team, who the umpire had kicked the whole team out. And it was a, it was a great match, like a heck of a, heck of a, like a classic. It'd be on ESPN if we were pros, you know. It was a, we had a walk-off finish, like great defensive plays, good offense all around. Everybody hit well. Everybody played well. Just a great baseball game. I don't remember who we beat first. It was a blowout. And then we played them. We beat them. And we're 2-0. So that means we were automatically in the championship. We had to win one game and we go to state. So ends up being the hometown, Platt, who hosted it. We're playing them. They throw a guy called Riley Hoffman. Jim. Five innings, up, down, beat us 10-0. Yikes. All right, regroup. You know, our big dogs are big leaders, you know. All the older ones, I was one of them, but, you know, I'm kind of an outsider. But we're just like, dude, we got to play better. 
Straight and simple. We got to play better. We need to show up. Second game, we show up. But this Riley Hoffman guy comes and he's just a lethal lefty. That's the best way to put it. Like his two seam on the edge, it looks like it's right on the line. You're like, mm-hmm. uh-oh, you swing, and it's like six inches outside from the spin. And it's like, oh, why bad, sir? I didn't realize I needed an oar. Okay, <laughs> let me get a paddle here. And uh, he came in and shoved the last three innings, and we ended up losing on a walk-off to them. And that's how we ended our season. Just a 2-0 reverse sweep after we were automatic for the ship. Sad, sad, sad. Baseball is a cruel mistress. Greatest summer. You got any more stories for us, Snorty? Not that I can think of. All right, well, I'll, I'll close it real quick. We had a very, very good Wagner team when I was a sophomore in high school, as well as, um, yeah, when I was a sophomore in high school. We had a bunch of great seniors. And one of them in our championship, this is for spring baseball, so we have to use wood bats during the spring. Mm-hmm. So we were playing Vermilion, and this was to go straight up, go to state for spring baseball. And we were up on them six to nothing in the fifth inning. Our starting pitcher was going to Mount Marty. He could throw 88, just a lefty, just to put it mildly. He's a lefty. Awesome. Um, no hit baseball through five. And guess what happens in the sixth inning? Walk off home run. No, we're up six to nothing. Guess again. Home run. <laughs> nope. Uh, they drop a 10 spot on us. Oh. He couldn't control the baseball. In fact, he'd be better off throwing a football or a basketball into the strike zone. Yeah, we lost 11-6 to on our probably our only chance for Wagner baseball to go to state, at least in the spring, with wooden bats where a pure sound is a pure heart. Diabolical. I uh, still run into guys from back in the day, you know, mm. look at each other and be like, Dang, man, if only Rooster hadn't lost it. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody always knows what's happening, who they're talking about, what's going on. But yeah. And, you know, just to put a little feather in the cap, I'll tell you the little story and tale about this guy I met whose name is Beef. Yeah, B-E-F. So uh, playing for USD's club ball, um, we went to the University of Iowa, and we played their leftover players, you know, the ones who didn't make the actual, you know, University of Iowa team. So basically, they have a little minor league going for their club, University of Iowa. So I come in when I'm a freshman at good old USD, and I come in to pitch. And we're losing to this team probably like 10 to 6 or, you know, 11 to 4 or whatever. You know, we're, we're getting beat, but it's not that bad. But, you know, we should be getting beat by that mm. much. You know, they're a pretty good team. And this guy's name is Beef. And, you know, one of our players joked, like, what do you do? Just feed him corn and biscuits? Like, how is this guy this big and jacked? He's like 6'2", solid. Just solid. He plays third base for him. He's got a cannon for an arm. Just a solid, mean mugged guy. Like, if you think... Like, stereotypic, like, villain from, like, the baseball movie, The Rookie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that guy. Okay. So, he's just this guy who they play, like, Alabama for as soon as he gets to the plate. And it's like, yep, we better we better play the wall. Big country is coming up. Yep. So, uh, I come in. 
But I'm full of confidence because we had scrimmaged Mount Marty the week before and I had six strikeouts. And I was like, this is nothing, dude. I struck out collegiate guys. Come on. And keep in mind, I did this with a pitch called the Ethos. Now, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it, yeah. but for the listeners at home, an Ethos is a pitch like a 12 to 6 curveball. It starts at the top and it drops, except for unlike a 12 to 6, which may be 60 to 70 miles an hour, an Ethos is probably 40 to 30 to 20 to 10 miles an hour. It's a really slow pitch that kind of relies on gravity to fall. So, I sit there and I'm like, yeah, I got this. So I get him an O2, which honestly at the time I thought, not a big deal. But looking back, I'm like, that's a minor miracle. I throw at best 69, 68 miles an hour. And this guy, I actually looked up his stats at the end of the season. He led, quote unquote, NCAA. So like the legitimate college, like the legitimate. Mm. He would have led the NCAA in home runs because he had 17 home runs in, I want to say, 15 games played. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, University of Iowa, they actually play a lot of games. I think we only played 14 games that year, 14 or 15. Mm. And they play like about 24, 25 to warm up for tournament time, which is pretty tough. I was going to say in Nebraska, we played like 30, 35. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere in there. Anyway, some teams do play 40, but I think that's insane. But anywho, so I'm facing this guy named Beef, the cornbread guy, right? So um, I get him 0-2 with my, you know, mediocre fastball. And I look at my catcher, he flashes the deuce. And I'm like, yeah, brother. So I throw the ethos, not my curveball, right? And it starts the top of his head, and it's about to drop in the strike zone. He did not do a double hitch where some people, you know, they clutch up and they step twice because they're not sure it's way slower. He didn't. My knees start to buckle. He uh, looks dead into the ball, and I swear he stares into my soul, and then he swings. And with a ball that slow, you have to hit. Like, that's all you when you hit it. Like, that's mm-hmm. only you. Like, there is no velocity from the ball helping you. Yeah. It went 500 feet in the air. I kid you not. Like, there is a school behind the fence, a legitimate school, and he cleared that school. That is the farthest baseball hit I have ever seen in person in my entire life. And I've been to a few, not a lot, a few professional baseball games like we're talking major leagues mm-hmm. the twins I've, I've seen them play and one in chicago and i you know i see the canaries here you know good old uh, semi-pro guys who used to be actual legitimate major league ballers or minor league ballers whichever have you will but that is still to this day of course he had an aluminum bat that is the farthest baseball i have ever seen in human existence go my goodness to center field, I want to say it was 350, 370, something like that. So you're kind of playing on runner. Something like Sounds that. Like, yeah, but it cleared the school behind it, which was a good 100 feet from the fence. Holy crap. Yeah. So I, I had time to take off my hat, drop it, pick it up, have some humility, and then look in the ball still in the air. Like he hadn't even gotten to second base yet. I'd gotten a new ball before he passed third. <laughs> Talk about humble pie. 
Anyway, with that, uh, Nordy, who's going to win the World Series this year? Twins. Twins, all right. Twins by Mill. Well, folks, you heard it here first. I hate to say it. Put all your money on the Twins, because we all know the Dodgers will not win. Also, hey, you know, if you're down and out about school, hey, it'll be okay. Things do get better. Middle school, hardly anybody remembers it. Elementary, I don't think I actually went. Also, you got a joke? Tell it. It could be funny. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, when you're at work, put in the hours, do your time, try to find a better job, or don't. You know what they say, a dollar earned is a dollar saved. And with that, I'll say, have a great night. And you know what? Follow Nordy's advice. Don't bunt. Hit dingers. All right. Take care. This has been a podcast called Live. And thank you for listening to our podcast called Live.